This podcast is offered by the San Francisco Zen Center on the web at www.sfzc.org. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Good evening. Wow, it's so great to see so many people in this uh, beloved Tassajara Zendo. Um, so as I said, I'm not mic'd. If you're having a problem hearing me, just shoot your hand up, please. And uh, I think we'll be okay. Um, my name is Greg Fang, and I've been living and practicing at Tassajara for a significant chunk of my adult life. I like it here. I um, want to start by, well, the way I always start, acknowledge and thank my late teacher, Sojun Mel Weitzman Roshi, the old Buddha. Thank you, Sojun. And to say that this talk is just to encourage you in your practice. I would also like to thank our Tonto, Linda Galleon. Thank you, Linda, for inviting me to give this talk. And uh, in particular, allowing me to do a series of three talks on the same theme. And this is talk number three. If you didn't hear the first two talks, don't even worry about it. It doesn't apply at all. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> Once upon a time, maybe in 1967 or in 1968, there was a policeman <coughs> patrolling in his squad car in a residential neighborhood in Berkeley, California, on Dwight Way, to be precise. And he saw, in the pre-dawn dark, some suspicious activity <laughs> around a house on Dwight Way. And he thought he'd better investigate. He got out and he approached the house and Mel Weitzman came to the door. He said something like, oh, I noticed some people coming and going. It's an unusual time. It's dark out. Uh, what's going on here anyway? And Mel explained what they were doing. You know, Some like-minded people gathering together to practice Zen meditation. <clears throat> the cop took a second or two to uh, let that sink in. And then the cop said, well, won't drugs get you there quicker? <laughs> <laughs> and Mel said, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Just this is it. There's nothing to seek. 
There's no enlightenment or special states of mind elsewhere. Nothing outside of this moment, right now. So, as I said, this is a continuation of two other talks, which I've been pleased to call the taproot of Soto Zen. Taproot being the great ancestor Dungshan, his teaching, and in particular, the great Zen poem, The Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi. Dungshan lived uh, from 807 to 869 of the Common Era in Tang Dynasty, China, so-called Golden Age of Zen. Last talk, I brought um, the record of Dungshan, the only complete English translation by William Powell. It's a classic, it's in the library. Quite old, but it still continues to be the only complete English translation. Tonight, I also wanted to share. It's basically show and tell. I'm sorry, Kika, I made you carry these in. <laughs> just, just to show you. Um, very much have been inspired by my friend Charlie Picorni's Jewel Mir Samadhi study guide, which uh, Leila Roshi, who was just here a little while ago, keeps threatening to publish as a bona fide book. Um, this is the format it exists in. Um, it is a real treasure. It's in the library. And then, 2015, great Zen teacher Taigen Dan Layton published this book about Dungshan and the practice of suchness called Just This Is It. So if you want to learn more about Dungshan, if I'm inspiring you at all, check out this book. It's amazing. Okay? So, tonight, I would like to continue um, talking a little bit about... Uh, well, I want to hone in on one... Uh, part from the record of Dungshan that is like basically pivotal, the most important part, um, which is the story of Dungshan's enlightenment and his enlightenment gata that he composed. Um, the song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi would come uh, much later. But if you're familiar, you will maybe hear some of that in what I'm going to uh, present. Dongshan also, uh, I mentioned before, in Japanese, he's called Tozan. So Dongshan is Chinese, in Japanese it's Tozan, and that's where we get the in Soto. So, another reason why I call this the tap root of Soto Zen. Dungshan didn't say, hey, I'm going to found a school called Soto Zen. No. 
there, there were no schools of Zen the time Dungshan was teaching, but eventually his lineage became the Soto school. So I will just um, read you this passage. This is Taigen Roshi's translation, although the Gata is um, the late Tom Cleary's translation. I guess uh, Taigen Roshi decided he couldn't improve on that, so he just used Tom Cleary's translation. So this story comes after Dongshan had been practicing for a while with his teacher, Yunyang. Um, and in Taigen's book, it talks a lot about um, uh, Yunyang and his brother, Dawu. There's a lot of uh, great stories. I don't know about a lot, but some really... Uh, the, the, the amazing thing about uh, so many of these uh, stories and koans from Tang Dynasty China is that... Uh, they're really sparse, but they're so vivid. They just really come to life. Like, um, yeah, so dynamic. Um, the two brothers, Dawu uh, and Yunyan. Yunyan was kind of like uh, the doofus. <laughs> he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. And yet, he's the one who happened to entrust the Dharma to Dungshan. After some period of practice with Yunyan, just before departing to visit other teachers, Dungshan asked Yunyan, Later on, if I am asked to describe your teaching, how should I respond? After some pause, Yunyan said, Just this is it. Dongshan was then lost in thought. And Yunyan said, You are now in charge of this great matter. You must be most thoroughgoing. Dongshan departed without further comment. Later, while wading across a stream, he looked down, saw his reflection, and awakened to the meaning of the previous exchange. He then wrote the following verse. Just don't seek from others, or you'll be far estranged from self. I now go on alone, everywhere. I meet it. It now is me. I now am not it. One must understand in this way to merge with suchness. I will read his verse again. Just don't seek from others or you'll be far estranged from self. I now go on alone. Everywhere I meet it. It now is me. I now am not it. 
one must understand in this way to merge with suchness. So, if you're familiar with the song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi already, you might be picking up some resonance. For example, when Yunyan tells him, you are now in charge of this great matter. You must be most thoroughgoing. The second line of the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, Deng Shan says, <clears throat> well, I'll just give you the first two lines. The teaching of suchness has been intimately transmitted by Buddhas and ancestors. This teaching of suchness is what I am calling the taproot of Soto Zen. And then the next line is, now you have it, so keep it well. Okay. Just don't seek from others, or you'll be far estranged from self. In Teacher Dogen's Genjo Koan, which many of you are familiar with, he says, to carry yourself forward and experience myriad things is delusion. That myriad things come forward and experience themselves is awakening. But we spend so much of our time figuring stuff out. How do I fit in here? Um, what's, what's, What's the game, you know? What's the advantage or the disadvantage? Or as Leslie James has said so many times, am I okay? Am I okay here? No. Do that a lot. Don't seek outside, actually. Let the world, let reality come forth and experience itself. I now go on alone. Everywhere, I meet it. So in my last talk, I spoke about walking by myself to the top of the Tony Trail after the fire to look at the burn scar. And the importance I think it's really important, good for every human being, if they at least get a chance or two to be in the wilderness by themselves, just to spend a little time in the wilderness alone and not being alone at all, not at all. Here's Suzuki Roshi. This is kind of sequel to Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, maybe, called Not Always So. More talks by Suzuki Roshi. On page 108, Suzuki Roshi says, Tozan, the founder of the Chinese Soto Zen school, said, don't try to see yourself objectively. In other words, Don't try to seek for information about yourself that is the objective truth. That is information. 
He says that the real you is quite different from any information you have. The real you is not that kind of thing. I go my own way. Wherever I go, I meet myself. Tozan rejects your effort to cling to information about yourself and says to go on alone using your own legs. Whatever people may say, you should go your own way and at the same time, you should practice with people. This is another point. It means that to meet yourself is to practice with people. I'm really glad he said that. <coughs> I also think that's an important point. It now is me. I now am not it. This line, the third line of the gata, is kind of considered the crux of the matter. And you probably, if you are familiar with the Song of the Jewel, Mira Samadhi, will hear that, the line where Dongshan says in that poem, you are not it, in truth, it is you. Same sentiment, worded slightly differently. He says, it now is me. I now am not it. How are we to understand this? Suzuki Roshi is advising us to reject the information and just let the reality of our life come forward. How do you do that? Well, practically, try maybe refraining from carrying yourself forward all the time. Maybe do less of that. Well, how do you do that? It's non-doing, right? Well, Soto Zen is nothing if not practical. Believe it or not. It's, it's got a lot of, shall we say, technology? Wow, that's a weird word. How to do it. Many opportunities where you can drop your own ideas and just do. You bring your palms together, what we call gasho, which is Japanese for palms together. <laughs> Whether it's the first time or the 50,000th time you've put your hands in gasho, it doesn't matter. Just let gasho do gasho. That's all. Your whole body takes this form. It's nothing to do with your ideas about gasho, good gasho, or bad gasho, or forget it. <laughs> you just do it. Similarly, when we sit down on our black cushion, 
with upright spine and just do our best to stay present for whatever arises. You just let zazen sit zazen. You know? You're really... You and the things you think you have to do and your agendas and all that stuff, let go of it completely. Suzuki Roshi said, it's a big mistake to think that you sit zazen. Zazen sits zazen. You just let zazen sit zazen. That's all. We are all alive. We're all breathing. Something that all of us in this room right now have in common. We all have this life force, or we are this life force. Katagiri Roshi said, when we sit zazen, just Settle the self on the self and let your life force bloom. Let it. You don't have to do so much. Our late Abbas, Blanche Hartman Roshi. She used to love to sing this one song. I can hear her now. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I'm not gonna uh, manufacture and install some light. I'm not gonna uh, uh, assemble some Buddha nature that I can put up somewhere and say, hey, look, Buddha nature. No, it's already there. Each one of us, every body, each body has, is the light. But we can choose to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it Shine. I now am not it, but I'm going to let it shine. Comes from inside. One must understand in this way to merge with suchness. Merge with suchness. Whoa, I've been turning this over for a long time. 
how to talk about this. Recently, uh, talking with a Dharma friend, I tried on maybe, oh, I think in the, in, in, in the last talk I gave, I said something like, it's a quality of living, a quality of life. I'm like, I don't hate that. Um, then I tried, there's, there's a foundational okayness in life. Not meaning like a, a kind of Pollyanna-ish, don't worry, everything's going to be okay, it'll all work out. Not like that. But, but here, in the body, behind the breastbone, in the gut, just this is it. Just this is enough. It's reliable. I do thank Suzuki Roshi for saying, for emphasizing to his students, and you should practice with people. For me, that's really how it gets enacted. My usual themes that I come back to over and over again, gratitude, appreciation, generosity. This is all in relationship. The practice of generosity, one of the greatest gifts you can give another person is the gift of your attention. Making eye contact, smiling, letting them know, you know, I'm here for you. This is how community is built, sangha. It's really the only thing that matters. And yes, love. I went there. Somebody once asked Sojin Roshi on a retreat, um, a Vipassana retreat. He said something like, uh, well, you've been talking about zazen, but how and when do you practice metta, loving kindness, the sublime emotion, Buddhist virtue, and practice of extending loving kindness? How do you do that? And Sojin was quiet for a few seconds and then he said I think that's all I'm ever doing like we turn ourselves into little meta generators I think this is very real Tassahara is so important to so many people. And I, um, by the way, 
almost forgot to thank all our work period people for being here right now. Thank you so much. And when people leave in work circle, they say beautiful words of gratitude. It's been my great pleasure to listen to people expressing their gratitude and, and sharing their words since 2000. Recently, Lucy Lynn was here visiting. When she left, she told me I could say this. She really wanted us to know that what we're doing here is so significant, that it means so much, whether we realize it or not, to a suffering world, not only for people who come here, who have the a, a good fortune to come here and be here in person, but, but you know, everyone, when they leave, they take Tassahara with them and they extend that out into the world. Lucy really wanted us to know that. And she said, she said, it's like a tsunami of good feeling in the world. And I just thought, yes, yes. And I would say a tsunami of suchness in a suffering world. We're living in scary times. I just feel like it's really important. And maybe becoming more important day by day. It all comes back to gratitude. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Tassahara. I'm so grateful. Just continuously. To be able to do this practice, to share this practice. In community. Such amazing people. Truly, we are blessed. I thank you all for listening and I wish you pleasant and peaceful dreams tonight. Take good care. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the San Francisco Zen Center. Our Dharma talks are offered free of charge and this is made possible by the donations we receive. Your financial support helps us to continue to offer the Dharma. For more information, visit sfzc.org and click Giving.